Welcome to the Early Educator Podcast. We talk about everything that you need when it comes to growing your business, overcoming obstacles, and making an impact on not only the children in your care, but to your community and your family. I am Blake, and to my left today we have Cinta Hester, and to my right we have Philip Hester. Both are owners of um, Our Daily Bread CACFP. So, Philip, Cinta, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Feeling good. Doing well. Pretty good? Thank you. Yes. Awesome. Good to be back. Episode three. Um, feeling pretty good about it. You guys doing anything interesting uh, this past weekend or anything? We did not. Yeah, we did. We did. Philip actually cooked dinner for me this weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Personal day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's yeah, got to see my grandbabies. Yeah, oh, yeah. Got to nice. see my mom. Had a wonderful weekend. That's awesome. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. to see some friends. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I had a really busy weekend this weekend. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. This past week, I had a few. Some of you listeners might know the pain. I had to get my wisdom teeth taken out a couple weeks ago. And so this past uh, couple weeks, I've been dealing with that. Had all four taken out and had a cyst taken out. And so I've kind of been out of the game for a minute. But we're doing good now, though. Of course, uh, oh, yeah, and yesterday our UT balls, they won, right, in basketball? Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. That's oh, pretty wow. awesome. Wow. Yeah. SEC champions. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so that's a, that's a first time in like 43 years, maybe. It's been a long really? time since they actually won the tournament itself. So, man, that's a. It was an exciting day for all the Vol fans. Yeah. All the orange. All right, cool. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I guess we can go ahead and just hop into our topic. Um, first of all, thank you guys for listening. We're already getting some some great re- results from uh, just the podcast in general and, and people saying they really like it. So I really appreciate that and the feedback. If you guys ever have any other topics, too, that you guys would like for us to discuss, please, by all means, let us know uh, in, through any way, email, uh, Facebook, Instagram, you can message us on there. We'd love to know um, what topics you guys would like for us to kind of talk about, or or maybe bring some guests in even. But yeah, so um, this first this first episode, I kind of wanted to I want to go over something somebody in our staff said um, a few weeks ago, and it it caught it caught my attention. Um, Cinta, you were mentioning them because you were talking about how um, you were you were basically just thanking them for like their hard work and 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 talking about how they were willing to kind of step out there and do something that wasn't necessarily in their job title to do. And um and the comments she said, she said, um, we're on a ship and if it's sinking, we're all sinking. And uh, that comment kind of caught my attention. Um and kind of made me think, you know, we're on a ship and so it made me think as a, a business, whatever, you have to think about your business kind of like a ship, you know? Um, it's something where in the beginning you, you have to, you need to have you know, some kind of preparation. You can do all the stuff to get ready and prepare, but you won't really, you won't really know exactly what to do until you just get out in the water. And so, um, so I, I just kind of wanted to go over that topic and see, um, what you guys kind of thought about kind of the topic of being on a ship. Like, um, like for right now with our daily bread. What, what what would you guys say are like components of like the our daily bread ship? 
in the, if that makes sense. Like, um, in what areas do you think are crucial to making everything work in the business? Does that make sense? You want to talk about that? No, well, I mean, you know, first of all, uh, you have to build the kind of boat that you want to perform. I mean, you know, you, mm-hmm. if you're doing small business, obviously you don't, you don't want to build this great big thing and try to make this great big thing do a lot of small things. You got to think yeah. about the task that you want to do in your business. And uh, think about the things that you, I mean, want to accomplish in your business. You know, mm-hmm. what was your reason for starting a business? You know, so, and then once you identify those, uh, uh, that's where you uh, want to build that chip that's specific to the type of business that you're trying to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also you have to think about your destination. I mean, where are you going? You know, yeah. all ships are trying to get from one port to the next port, you know, generally. Yeah. And so, uh, and that's an, another thing that you have to realize is uh, you have to have a specific destination. What are we trying to accomplish? That is going to be a part of your destination. Um, also, you need to resource your, sh- uh, your ship, you know. Uh, you have to think about, you know, do we have enough fuel to get from A to B? Do we have enough food and resources to get to A to B. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's going to be, you know, uh, you know, your team, you have to think about the team that you're going to put in there. Now, along the way, you're going to have detours, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on, you make could have bad weather, which could be, you know, storms that come up in the business, like they do every business. There's uh, unexpected things, even in our, you know, in our business, there's always something unexpected that comes up, like a, an additional cost or a different rule or regulation that changes sort of, you know, our course of action. Mm-hmm. So we have to think about those type things. There's going to be pirates along the way. I mean, you know, there's going to be things that's going to extract money from your business. So mm-hmm. you have to think about that as well. Uh, but you do want to be uh, clear on the destination, you know, from getting from one port to the other. Mm-hmm. And to add to that, I look at it like I look at it like that, of course, and I also look at it as, you know, the different parts of the ship. And I parallel that to the different titles in the organization or different roles. And I look at it like, you know, you have the the first of all, you have the three main parts of the ship, which is the hull, which is the body of the ship, which includes the all the different sides that are made up of the ship. And mm-hmm. the hull I would liken to the outer layer of the ship, which would be what we call the ET, the executive team, which mm-hmm. makes up, you know, the president, the different, the president, the directors, and the IT marketing part of the team. And mm-hmm. then you have the, the engine, which, of course, is the inside, which would be what we call our management team, mm-hmm. uh, program management team, that part of the ship, which obviously I'm developing the different layers, just like, like an, of the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how you make up your organization, if you will. And I'm developing also the management plan is what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. so then you have your navigation bridge, which is the, where the ship is commanded. 
So that would be the inside of the ship. We're going down inside of the ship. We're looking at our CMs, and those are the people that are going to uh, communicate outside of our organization. They're going to communicate with our um, uh, um, educa- educators. So okay. they're going, that goes yeah. outside of our ship. That's where our command is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the the next layer of our ship. So it, when you develop those different layers, just like within a ship that has all those different layers. So that's how I'm likening mm-hmm. our organization or your business plan or your management plan within a different um, type of a business. So mm-hmm. that's how someone would develop their business or their management plan. You have those different layers, just like you have different layers within a ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I would liken it to our um, organization. And those are, of course, the visible parts of the ship. But you have internally those things that go on that you don't see inside of our organization. is, And you have those different things, just like claims processing or a, another business would have the way they operate internally. Mm-hmm. So that's how you operate your business internally. You develop that management plan. You develop those different layers. That's how I liken our organization to a ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I really like that you said, Philip, about, um, about if you are, like, for example, we have like homes, you know, if you're at home and it's just you or you and somebody else, not trying to make this big grand, um, big grand company or company plan, you're starting small. And so for some people making a ship might be just a little solo ship. You might be doing, you know, Jack Sparrow, like mm-hmm. he used to do, <laughs> and, you, and you're kind of running everything. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think starting small and then um, as you go, once you notice there's one part, there's one element that um, I could really use um, in the company or I'm not able to do as well, or it's just something that I'm running in, have issues with constantly that's caused me not to maybe float as well. I need to find somebody who can help me do that. Um, and so, yeah, I really liked what you said about that. And so, um, what, what do you, what would you all say, um, for like a, uh, a daycare, let's say it is a smaller daycare. What would you say would be like the most important skills for them to have in the beginning just to get them going? What would you say that the most important ones are? Because, you know, there's, there's many components. There's, there's like, you're talking about people who navigate where to go. You have marketing, you have. Uh, people who you know, people who do like graphic design stuff. What would y'all say is like the core ones to focus on, like in the beginning? Well, you know, in starting any business, first of all, the main thing that you have done as an entrepreneur is you've identified a problem. What problem do I see? How do I solve this problem? And so. You're, you're going to, if you're starting out, if you want to start small and as a in-home uh, educator or child care provider, you, um, you identify maybe in your area, maybe just, your, just a small radius, whether it's your subdivision or maybe uh, you know, a certain area of town that you've identified that, man, they really need childcare here in this area. So you've identified the fact, hmm, there's a problem, not enough care. Or if you've talked to your neighbors and, and friends and they're driving 
you know, 20 miles out of the way to drop their children off at childcare. Now you've identified a problem. So you've identified mm-hmm. that. Now, how, how do you want to solve that? You know, what role do you want to play? Like we had mentioned, what size ship do you need to build here? Mm-hmm. You know, and so if it's just, if you're going to be a one-person crew or maybe a two-person crew, you know, now you want to start building on that. Okay, what resources and materials do I need to get this started? So you're mm-hmm. ground one right there. You just want to start that start that business, and uh, and you want to, you know, obviously um, be engaged with the people around you and the parents and see what their needs are and meet mm-hmm. those needs right where they are. Uh, obviously, you know, if you're an in-home and a lot of the parents want their children to be in a large-scaled uh, child care facility, well, mm-hmm. that wouldn't work for them, you know. So you would be... Uh, looking for someone that's looking for that small one-on-one specialized care uh, Mm -hmm. in a daycare home setting. Now, as you do grow, and let's say that you aspire to be a larger site uh, that may serve 50 children to 100 or even more, you know, now you have to talk about, like Cynthia had mentioned, the different uh, parts of the ship. Now, you know, instead of this one-person operation now you you need people to fill certain positions and certain jobs mm-hmm. and the key you know is not always are you going to find right away the positions that are going to help your team thrive you know because you may be looking for a lead teacher or in our case we may be looking for an office assistant or a case manager you may come in at that position but then later Things evolve, and as the business evolves, you you learn, um, uh, you're spending the time with your team, and you learn that, wow, they really love this aspect of the business, or they mm-hmm. love that aspect of the business. Hmm, this is where they may thrive, you know, and you're just talking to them, and, 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 and you want to figure out what makes them tick. What do they really enjoy doing? They may enjoy mm-hmm. their job, but man, they really love doing this thing. Uh-huh. And uh, so, but the only way that you'll ever find out, you have to have that communication with your team and mm-hmm. then work to put them in that position. So you've, you know, I, I usually use the analogy that getting the right people on the bus in the right seats. Now, mm-hmm. in this particular thing, we're talking about a ship. You yeah. want the right people on the ship in the right place. Yeah. where they can thrive and where they're the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. So you want to look for that as you do grow and aspire to grow. Mm. I agree. And once you do identify the problem, I think the next step is to make connections because mm. you've identified the problem and then to um, solve the problem, to help talk, solve the problem, you have to make those connections. Rather, it's, you know, the local schools, the local communities, it's just outreach mm-hmm. to make those connections to feel those positions or, you know, in this, connect, in, this <laughs> in this scenario to feel those empty seats, whether it be bus seats or ship. It's, yeah. you know, you, you make those, try to make those outreach to uh, make those connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, again, like it's also a really good point. Like you said, the, you know, you have needs and try to find people who can meet those needs. But then you mentioned also 
you may have somebody who really enjoys this part or loves this part. Uh, we've had the situation happen a couple times already in the past couple years where we have somebody who did their job, who did their job well, they did their job, but then like you figure out they love this part mm-hmm. and th- th- it may not be a position that we have thought of exactly, but if you we think about more and more, it's like, well, if we did have this, that'd be great. And so you figure out, okay, how can I get this job done and have to find somebody who loves this part and then get this person who's been here mm-hmm. to do something they absolutely love to do. Mm-hmm. And then and it's amazing. It's amazing too. Whenever you find somebody that's in the right place for them, because man, it feels like, it feels like their results triple. And it really does. Because mm-hmm. I, I know with a couple people here, like, They've been doing their job for a while, and then they they've moved to a position that they love doing, and it seems like it seems like their results just skyrocket. But like I, I I wish there was a way we could track how much like work they've done yeah. like yeah. in the past few months compared to the few years. But I guarantee you, if you compare the two, by the time they've done about triple amount of results, and in which your company or your ship will be way more efficient that way. Um, but I, one thing I wanted to mention too, when I heard that was was making sure that you don't get too many of the same of, of the same type of people working the ship. Not same type of people, but the same skill. Because let's say you have ten people who knows how to work on the engine, but if you have ten people know how to work on the engine, but you don't have somebody to work navigation or, or people work the sales and things like that and so i feel like if you focus too much on one area these other areas may suffer and you'll only get so far if that makes sense well and i totally agree but the good thing is uh, the thing with us too is that when we hire um a lot of times well most all the time we hire people um we consider with we we consider we hire kind of like superstars and Mm -hmm. we hire with the potential and i have a good sense of discernment is what we call it because i can you know we hire people and i think well they got the potential and you look at their resume and you know that they can they can move other places too and Uh we don't limit people when we hire them into okay we're hiring them for this position and they will stay in this position we know that they have the potential to do other things when you read into their resume. Wouldn't you agree that when we mm-hmm. hire them and look mm-hmm. at their resume that we read into, okay, they're working on the they're working on the engine, but they have experience over here when we look at their resume or when we have reviewed their resume, we know that they mm-hmm. have extensive experience over here too. So we will be able to potentially let them work over here on the bow of the ship also. Uh-huh. So we have that flexibility in that when we see we i see into that when i'm hiring them as well okay yeah the flexibility mm-hmm. and you know another uh analogy i know uh you can find it in the bible as well uh where there's uh many members in one body you know and so mm-hmm. and as you mentioned blake uh you know you can't you know as the analogy of the body you've got a lot of eyes you know you can't mm-hmm. have in in our case we've got 25 team members we can't have 25 eyes you know we need eyes we need yeah. ears nose we need arms we need hands we need feet yeah you know and and we try to fill those uh positions where 
you know, somebody's a real good foot or somebody's a real good arm or mm -hmm. hand and, and an eye, you know, an ear. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's what we look at. And, and that's what you should look at when choosing your team. You know, uh, although people evolve, job titles, positions evolve, uh, you need to start with that core. You know, I'm mm -hmm. really looking for a good arm or in this case, a good uh, engine, you know, or mm -hmm. a bow or, or uh, so, you, you know, you really want to find uh, the people that uh, fit that description. And mm -hmm. another thing that uh, a big another uh, thing that you want to realize, too, uh, you know, people obviously none of us were professionals. You don't want to work for free. Nobody works for free. Uh, you know, money is a big factor, but money's not always the factor. You can't always put a price tag on someone's happiness and uh, and their uh, contentment in their job. Where they mm. where they're in a position where they're winning in their job and and they're thriving as people. Money is mm -hmm. really out the window. Granted, they you know you should pay them well, pay yeah. them the best you can, but money is not always that motivator. I've been yeah. around people that have made a lot of money, absolutely hate their job. Mm -hmm. They're making a lot of money, but they're miserable. And mm -hmm. at some point, something will give. And when it does, some people are either devastated, you know, and it, it's hard for them to move on at that point. So um, I know in the business of childcare, there's not always, you know, a whole lot of money uh, um, and glitz and glamour behind uh uh, child care, being a child care educator. However, yeah. you know, our rewards in this business come later. When you look at some of the children that have been in your care and now they've gone on to high school and even mm -hmm. college, now they're professional. They're coming back to give to you and your business and they're making a difference and an impact, you know, in this world that's priceless, you know. Mm -hmm. And so money is not always that big motivator. Yeah. And so don't, you know, a lot of people, that's a misconception. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about somebody that may be doing this job and moving on to another. They would even take a pay cut to do what they really love doing mm -hmm. if they yeah. had to. Yeah. And we try to create an environment here to where, and, and that's what we encourage, to where when you come to work, um, it doesn't really feel like you're, you, you, like your job so much to where it doesn't really feel like you're working. You, you're incur you're excited to come to work and do your job. You're that much into what you're doing and your heart is in it that much mm -hmm. to where you enjoy the environment. You enjoy your team and working with your team. And so that's the environment we really, really try to create here. And I'd mm. like to think, um, Philip always says he's crazy enough to think that people that come here, you know, are like to be here. So, um, and, that's the environment we really, really create here. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a really good point is that both y'all mentioned is is um, having one having that synergy uh, of the team and having that uh, having you know people in the roles they love doing, having people be happy and and be able to work together with each other. Because if you're on a ship, you have a bunch of people that don't like to work together with each other. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. Like it it. Yeah, yeah, it could cause a bunch yeah. of confusion, a bunch of unnecessary arguments, and it could cause you to, could cause you to sink, you know, mm -hmm. if you if you let that linger. Um, yeah, especially you know if you have people don't get, communicate who have the same kind of qualities, like you were talking about the human body. Like, can you imagine if we had 
if we he had a staff of five and all five staff for people who people who think long term they they were just a bunch of eyes and they thought we should go here here and and ultimately it would just be chaotic because you wouldn't get anywhere because you have five people who are just thinking this is where we should go no this is where we should go this is where we should go or if you had five people who were who were the legs if i would say no let's go this way this way you end up all over the place you have nobody to tell them no this is the right direction and so um those are those are really really good points really really good points um but yeah so i guess what would you say for someone who has a, a staff they have a staff but right now they still feel like they do a lot of the work what would you say would be their step to kind of helping them figure out who should be where and where should they even be? Because I feel like a lot of times a lot of people think, oh, well, if I own the company, I feel, I feel like I need to be the navigator or the visionary. Do you, do you guys think that's, do you think that's, think that's true? That if you own it, you should be the person to be like, this is where we are going? Or do you think it's best for that person? If, if let's say, for example, they they run a daycare and their favorite part is taking care of the kids and they want that to be a main part of their job do, do you think it it's something they can do where they can hire someone to be like to, to kind of take over the management part of things if they know they're not great at managing things you know that you know that makes that makes sense oh absolutely um if your heart is to serve children and families and teach your name may be on the billboard. That's perfectly fine. You may be in the classroom. There's nothing at all wrong with that mm -hmm. because you are those hands. You know, you want to be a, a good yeah. hand now. You want to be in that engine room. You may not yeah. be a rudder. You may not be a navigator, mm -hmm. you know, on this ship. Uh, but your name may be on the marquee outside, and that's perfectly fine. That's, you're in your right position on that ship. That's yeah. perfectly fine. I, and I think that is a misconception, uh, misconception. A lot of educators that they have that heart to be in that classroom, but they do feel that, well, now I have to do all this administrative work and I need someone, I need to be leading. I need to be out front, but you may not be a leader. You may not be mm -hmm. that, you know, that navigator or that rudder, you know, that's going to direct the ship just might be in there hands on with the children. And that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, don't feel that, you know, that's something that you have to do. And one rule of thumb, and this is something I had to learn, you know, here, was if you have someone, um, you know, sometimes we do. We try to do all the tasks, especially, you know, as a leader or your name's on the marquee. You, you, you're, you just feel re responsible for everything. And you're like, well, maybe or maybe not. I'm not paying people you know, really what I'd like to pay or what they're worth. So I don't want to ask them to do anything outside of their basic job duties. But there's somebody just waiting to take that. And mm -hmm. if someone has at least, and it's just a rule of thumb, you know, some people say 80% or 90%, uh, you know, desire to do something. But I would say even 50%. If someone has 50% desire to do something with momentum, Mm -hmm. Let allow them to do it mm. because they're going to thrive. Mm -hmm. They really want to do this thing. So uh, a lot of times with our educators, they have, they, 
they find themselves, you know, the first one's there, the last to leave. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. That's a good, you're really showing a good example for your team. But some things are unnecessary. And some of the time that's spent can be unnecessary because mm-hmm. someone would love to open the child care facility or close it or yeah. to assure that all the everything's in place and ready for the next day. Mm-hmm. But maybe you just haven't asked. You don't know where they fit best. But somebody yeah. would love to do that with, with uh, desire and that momentum mm-hmm. to do it. And they would mm-hmm. do it, believe it or not, even better than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's a lot of things that I had that I was doing that, man, I would give it away and they would do it. 10 times better than I ever thought about doing it. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid to ask your team what yeah. they would like to do. You don't always have to delegate. You don't always have to be up, up front in, uh, in the administrative side of it. It's okay to be the boots on the ground, the hands in the classroom. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. I, that kind of reminds me too. Let me think about, you know, talking about, Think somebody, you know, if somebody, think somebody take the reins of of something and figure out they can do it, you know, they could potentially do it way better than you could ever imagine, which ultimately that I immediately thought of, you have to trust them. And so mm-hmm. I, I think that's the, one of the hardest things, especially for mm-hmm. somebody who has their business, like their baby, is, is be able to trust a, a portion of that to somebody. I feel I feel like it can be really tough, um, especially when it comes to like maybe things with sensitive information or things like that. Um, and so I, I think in order to be able to grow and to make your make your ship sail and, and make things work and get to your destination you're trying to get to, one thing you have to try to do is is of course I'm not saying just like have get someone on board and be like. Here's everything, man. You got it all. Like, here's the keys. Here's the here's the keys. But but you know, get somebody feel them out. And as soon as you as soon as you feel like have a gut feeling, like you know, I think this person has really got this. Then then you occasionally you just have you have to trust. Them. You just have to. And 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 if you don't, and you constantly are like ah, ah hold on, ah maybe later hold on, I I know we'll we'll figure it out. You know you kind of have this, but ah, mm-hmm. I still want a piece of it. Um. I think it'd be really tough to really get anywhere if you can't trust somebody to 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 man a part of your ship. I agree. I say I agree with both of you, but I say you know that trust thing is you know it's earned. You know, yeah, and gotta be. Yeah. So in in upfront, um, you know, there is that piece of you have to have those laid out instructions and laid out. You know, the delegation piece. And once you do all that and you go through all that, then there's maybe even quarterly check-ins at first to make sure, to be sure that, and then that's how you earn that trust. You know, there's those quarterly checkpoints. And then Mm -hmm. after what, six months, nine months, you determine after how long, and then those go away and however long or whatever the position is that you've delegated or whatever but you have a checkpoint and then after that trust is earned or whatever, then you can let it go and then go on about whatever it is. But you have to determine those there's checkpoints. There's that management plan. There's that 
when you have, you know, that put those steps in place, those measures in place that, you know, outline in place for whatever it is, that management mm -hmm. plan or whatever, and then you can go with it. But I do agree, but there has to be some kind of measures in place up front yeah. uh, to where that trust is earned. Mm -hmm. And then it's laid out there um, because that's a big step for, cause you're kind of re you're reversing those roles is what you're doing because you are um, the, the owner and then you're turning over that role to, okay, administratively, here's this, here's this, here's the keys, here's, the, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But um, that's done on a regular basis, you know. So I, I totally agree. Mm. I totally agree. It's just you have to have the steps in place and the measures in place for that kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Good topic. Is it, if anything else you want to say about that topic at all? Um, no, we might have I don't. Anything. I just say sail on. Sail on. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool, cool. Well, awesome. That's a great conversation. I hope, I hope that it helps. Hope that helps some of you guys can kind of take that and, and think about some more and, and, um, initially apply it. Um, like I said before, if you guys have any other topics you guys would like for us to talk about, please let us know. Please let us know. It helps us a ton to know exactly what you guys are, are would like to hear what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, I guess we're going to close it out. If, if any, any daycare provider out there is looking for um, somebody who can help them get uh, food for the meals they serve, help their children have healthy meals, um, let us know. That's what our daily bread CACFP does. You can check out our stuff we do there. Um, we have some cool things to do here besides the podcast. We also do uh, Taking Root Together. That's a cool program you can see right here where we um, come in and we build gardens as well. That's a really cool program, um, something we do year-round. So check that out, too. Um, check us on, on all of our social media sites, even YouTube. But, guys, have a great uh, week. Um, have a great day, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.